The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. On today's UFC Unfiltered, Jimmy is not here. My good friend Phoenix Cannavale is here. Hi, Phoenix. Hi, everybody. My buddy Dean Thomas calls in, which is very exciting. We have Chris Weidman, the former champ, in studio, and Jeff Nowitzki, UFC Vice President of Athlete Health and Performance. What a show! Shaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he hurt him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Hi, everybody. I'm back. It's Matt Sarah. But... Uh, my buddy, Jimmy Norton, Jimmy, <laughs> fucking the caffeine's hitting me now. Jimmy's out taking over the world. Where is he? Chris, the producer. I think he just is out in LA shooting something. He's a busy fucking man. He He's is. a busy, busy, busy little Jimmy, but I got my good friend, Phoenix. Conv- Con- Wait, hold on a second. Oh, <laughs> you always not- nail Listen it. to me. Let me say it. Phoenix Carnavale is in yes, here, yes. in studio, and she's awesome. And the crowd, yeah, that's right, people, a little late on the go there. That's my bad. <laughs> I didn't let that in, uh, you know. But they're happy you're here. I'm happy you're here. And uh, I love uh, being here, especially Tell me. B- this week, because I got it was Halloween, and I wanted you to be proud of me. Oh, I, oh by the way, <laughs> just so you know, not, and this is not in a weird thing i was just in the bathroom and uh, this has to do with halloween okay and you know when you're when you're sitting you know taking care of um your business uh i, I go through my instagram when i do you know what i mean or i go through whatever you know i got a little time to kill what am i <laughs> supposed to do look at the wall it's, it's a you know it's 2017 or 18 what is it now 2017 okay so almost 18. yeah i'm excited about the new year but so i'm sitting there doing my business and i go through my instagram and i saw X twenty three. Yes, that was you. That was me. That was you for Halloween. I did two versions. Right. I did I was the so little happy. girl version, and then I did the the new Wolverine. Well, I like I liked it. <laughs> don't I don't ask what it. I liked it, but I liked it when I was in the bathroom. <laughs> but listen, Phoenix, I'm happy you're here because one, we have uh, my good friend, former champion Chris Wybin coming in. Excellent. Okay? And uh, I always love it. I haven't uh, seen Chris in a little bit because his hand's been busted up. So he hasn't been coming down by my school. We touched base on the phone a little bit, but I'm going to love to catch up with him. And then we have 
Chris, the producer. Who do we have? Who else do we have coming in? Uh, this is actually really great. We have Jeff Nowitzki coming in. He oversees the USADA program for the UFC. Yeah. So it's great. VP of Athlete Health and Performance. Not the slow clap, beep. No, no. No, say it again. Who do we have coming in? We have Jeff Nowitzki coming Fucking in. Fucking of course, for the go. USADA. Yeah. All right. I think the audience didn't hear you. <laughs> I like to be silly. so many questions for Do you him. know I'm a little... Uh, I came in a little grumpy tonight. Why? Because you I didn't... usually I I didn't watch. Well, there's two things you might not have done. All right, this well, morning. we're gonna keep it clean on clean on UFC <laughs> unfiltered. Well, listen, I did not get my jujitsu in this morning, and okay. uh, you know I don't I don't want to throw any of my black belts under the bus. I ain't gonna mention their names, but but shit, man. Like if you if it's nine o'clock, we're meeting, and I got kids. I understand how it is. I yeah. got three kids, but my one my one guy. It's it, it starts on it's nine o three. Hey, hey, uh, big guy, I can't make it in. I get a text. What the fuck? I go, so I go, what's, I go, hey, what's up, man? I go, you're my third. I got three guys. I have to work out with a, a few guys in the morning where I, you know, especially now because I get to take a break, you know, when you're doing like round robins, passing the guard yeah. or whatever. One guy stays in for three minutes or stays in for six minutes, three minutes with each guy. And I get a nice workout, a nice jujitsu workout. I'm all stretched out. I'm defending, defending my back. I'm strangling people. It's fun. So, you know, I, I, I rely on these guys to, to help me channel my zen, you know? Because yeah. i got to start my day the right way. It's, it's For me, it's like taking a shower and I need that, you know? Especially oh, that's when an I, obvious difference in your energy when you first right? walked in, for sure. I'm better now, right? Because I vented a little bit. Yeah. I was... I was up in arms, but I'm good now. I just have to get shit. Well, out. I kind of like you when you're a little angry and sarcastic, though. Thank you. That's why you like Wolverine. He's a little bit like that. Yeah, he's grumpy. <laughs> hey, bub. Right? He's yeah. short and stocky. Short, stocky. Right? Ferocious. Thank you. That's why I'm the female version of it. Right? That's why we get along. <laughs> but so, so I didn't get to get a sweat out. And then I got my other buddy, and uh, he was just late, real late. I'm like, dude, he goes, oh, I got kids. I got kids too. If you can't make it, you can't make it. Chris, the oh, producer, boy. I gotta get my I gotta get my Zen out. You said that like Seinfeld. I got kids too. I got kids too. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm going to ask every What's question. What's the deal with when, that? When Jeff Novitsky Novitsky gets here, I just got one question for him, what? and I'm going to ask him like Seinfeld. Oh, I have. What's the deal with the cockpills? <laughs> What's the deal? Does anybody know why I can't? I can't do a good Seinfeld. It's performance enhancing, but not fucking, in the octagon. I can't do my Seinfeld expression. <laughs> Impersonation sucks. It sucks. I should be booed. It's weird though, because now I got a weird energy. Because I'm kind of hyper because I didn't get anything out right. this morning. Right. You know. And uh, that's like what you're it. stuck with. Oh, so you're going to do some heavy lifting. Because all I got is for Jeff is to ask about the cockpill. That's fine. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Uh, no, I have a ton. Poor Chris is going to be like nervous. He's like, we got these respectable nerd. guests. Don't fucking ruin this. What a day for Jimmy to be gone. That's why I got the fucking lowest lane of MMA in here Absolutely. to ask the hard-hitting questions for Do Jeff. Do you know that is the nicest compliment that anyone what? has ever... The lowest lane even of if MMA. And you called me that like 10 years ago and even, I never forgot it. Even if it's a, from a DC character? Even if it's from a DC character. I'm more of a Marvel person. I am too. Are you excited about the... There's, there's upcoming movies. Let's talk about some shit. Let's talk about some geeky shit yes. before um before our this. guests get here. It's my favorite uh, thing. Cuz we're going to talk about the fights with more, when uh the former champ gets here. I want to hear Yeah. Cuz the card is unbelievable uh, this weekend November 4th Madison Square Garden. Uh it's a, it, it it's an unbelievable card. I have to say those are two of my favorite female fighters in the world and I just cannot wait to see them together. It's going to be that's a So we'll definitely talk about I that. I want to hear about your picks, but let's keep everybody in suspense. Right. But get back to the geeky shit. Uh Thor 
Yes, R- can't Rag- wait. Ragnar- Looks funny. Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Ooh, uh, I heard it's. I heard it's great. I think so. People are saying it's. It's. I listen to. Sometimes I. Uh, I watch those nerdy. Um, Collider. P- Collider. I yeah. like Collider. I got to get on there with those those geeks. I'm one you of them. Should. I'm gonna give them a call. Come I don't, on. I, don't know I think people. you have some I'll connections. Have, I'd say I have my people call their people, but I don't got any people. It's just me. Let's get you some people. <laughs> and I can't call them because it's kind of desperate. I'm like, hey, guys, I, I hey, like comic books too. I, can I hang I'm out with you guys? Sarah. And then the nerds, keep, can they keep me out of their circle, the nerds? It's like a weird reverse universe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an alter universe. Hey, guys, can I come out? You know, you, you silly cage fighter. <laughs> you want to talk about a geeky ship? I don't myself. believe that. Actually, I can hook you up with Marvel, but I don't know if I can hook you up with uh, yeah. Collider. I don't know anybody at Collider. Yeah, well, but don't. Marvel, I can definitely send well, an email. Any, I'm not going to lose any sleep, but I still watch their stuff and I like their stuff. Um, so they, they said that, uh, I don't know if I saw the review. That, no, I didn't see the review on it, but from all the early reports... The new Thor movie. Am I losing Christopher Dusa? Are you into this shit at all? Uh, not at not, all? Not so much. All right, well, a lot not, of people are. Don't, don't shit on our parade, Christopher Dusa. <laughs> right. Me and Phoenix like this shit. And I'm sure a few other listeners do. But listen, the Thor movie I'm looking forward to. And I'm also looking forward to the Justice League movie. Good. What about you? Not I, so much? I am. I am. Even though I have to say I've always been a Marvel like maniac Me besides too. Batman I've always followed Batman that's the only yeah. DC character that I've been well, very he's loyal in there. to Batman's in there yeah B- Batman's DC and my my boyfriend's like yeah. Marvel and DC and okay. a friend of mine my friend Steve Feinberg bought me like a little encyclopedia of it's, all the DC characters because I, I, I kind of roll over when I, they I, bring DC up. Can I tell you something about the Marvel and the DC? It's not like being a fucking Democrat and a Republican you don't got to choose one side exactly you got to exactly. you could, you could you could dip your toes over in the DC universe. Yeah, I, I'm tr- I'm trying. I I read about Black Canary. She's a cool female, you know. In in you know the I'm looking uh, DC forward to universe. All that. So. And I'm looking forward to the Punisher series. Oh my god! I met Bernthal. Yeah, you, you guys did. really you have me. to have him on the show. I've Who? said this a thousand times. John Bernthal is the character who's playing uh, the Punisher. He should come on here and promote that the Punisher's coming out. He what, should. Do you know him? And he's, oh, I've met him. I've talked to him. Right. Like when we talk, we talk for a really long time because he nice. is totally into you martial arts. Him and you get him in a corner. That too. Uh, <laughs> he's totally into martial arts, and he has some amateur boxing uh, yeah. experience too. All I know about John is uh, he's a very good actor because. You've seen him in a lot of things, including one of the most popular things he's been in is Walking Dead. Yeah, Shane. Shane. And he was phenomenal as Shane. And but when he's the Punisher, you don't feel like you're watching Shane. That's no. what I like about actors. Like some actors could do that, some can't. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like you feel like you're still watching. No offense to Al Bundy, but you feel like you're still watching Al Bundy when uh, he's in he's something else. He's a jujitsu black belt. Come on. So what does that mean? One time I saw an Give interview him with him, credit. and he was talking about. <laughs> and well, one time I saw an interview with him, and I don't. And I listen. I'm a huge, and he's a huge fan of Ed yeah. O'Neill. But I saw an interview, and he's like, "Oh, you know, the sport's so unpredictable. Like Matt Sarah shouldn't even be able to throw an underhand. He's got an overhand, right? He's got the like T Rex arms. He shouldn't." I said something like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I go, Ed, I swear, I got to find that interview. But I don't think it was a real blow to me, but it was kind of like T-Rex. I was, no, Al Bundy, I love you. Yeah. Don't say that to me. I know what you mean. But I don't know. Maybe I was just being a little self-conscious. So Punisher, you're looking forward to. <laughs> yeah, I am. I do have a question for you. Why? Have you binge-watched Stranger Things? Oh, snap. Um, I was going to ask you that. I, I watched one and a half episodes, only because we started late last night with the second episode. But so far, so good. Such you a great know? show. Oh, what a great, the first. I watched is, that one. That's did you watch yeah. I, I'm working my way through it. Yeah, I have a couple more episodes. Uh, There's one episode that I'm like, no, 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 no. But what? every single other episode, so, when you get to it, what you'll, you'll, to? you'll you, get it. Did you listen to I finished the whole, the whole thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, you must have binged. It just came out. I, I did. I did. Shit. You know what it is with the, with the, with the, 
you know, a lot of times with my kids, if I tell me to get them to bed, I've got like an hour at night to you watch something. You can't watch that with kids, I don't think. That no, no. Bad. I'm saying like you got to put them to bed. That's why I can't just binge like that, you know, unless I'm doing an all-nighter. But uh, I did watch an episode and already it's very cool. It's, it seems like it it doesn't uh, lose any steam from the first nah, series. No, it's great. You know? It really is good. And I heard it's uh, it's up to par with that first series. Like it, it, right? Except yeah, one 100%. episode. Well, how Except many, one episode. Yeah, I'm like... Eight episodes in, probably. There's yeah. one episode that I'm just like, no. All right, well, I don't know what that. I just hit this thing and it went out again. Am I good? See, I'm an asshole. No, <laughs> let me see. Well, look at it. Every tell this everybody is... at home what's going on. Oh, so man. right now, uh, here's the play-by-play right? of what's happening. What the fuck, man? Chris, the producer, is wiggling some type of wire in order to make mic nah, uh, the mic on. work. That's no, it now. Now yeah. we have it. I'm just, I just can't. I just gotta be very, yeah, yeah. gingerly. Gingerly? Yeah. Yes, I gingerly. Know, and I can't sit back, I can't. Uh, let it. me ask you guys this. So I saw this last night, and uh, Ricardo Laborio, who is like one of the founders that, oh. of American Top Team, yeah. and he's Go the ahead. head coach there, he announced that he's leaving the team, and he also kind of pointed to the Kobe Covington comments as partly a reason uh, why I he I really left. respect this. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know like all the whole backstory about why yeah. he's leaving the team, and he's not he's not disclosing it, but what he did say was... That that was kind of the icing on the cake, and it left a really bad taste in his mouth because and he got into martial arts because you know you need to be respectful. I, I think I could read the exact statement. Yeah, um, and by the way, just so the people know, we're talking about Colby Covington's what he uh, said in Brazil, what he said in his post fight um, speech with uh, with DC in Brazil about every you know the place of the dump, calling them animals, and yeah. I mean, I, listen, what I don't like, what I really don't like about it, if you're gonna go that deep. And this is the biggest thing. You're gonna and he's saying he's playing the heel. And he and if you're doing that's a that was extremely dangerous. Forget about being how disrespectful it is, but if you're going that deep to be the heel, why tell everybody you're the fucking heel? Yeah. That take you I said it the other day. I, I, you're the, you're gonna get this. Nobody okay. else got this. Okay. I go, dude, why is he breaking down the fourth wall? Who's he? Deadpool? Yeah. Yeah, I totally. Who is he, Deadpool? It. Yeah, because Deadpool breaks the fourth wall in the comic books okay. and actually knows that he's. I was going to boo my blah, Deadpool blah, blah, blah. joke, but no, I, I thought it was funny because Bre- Deadpool breaks down the fourth I, wall. I, when I do listen to the show, I crack up. That Jimmy's always like, "Huh?" When you talk about comic books, well, stuff. nobody gets that and except it, for my <laughs> geeks. But then a geek will hit me up on the thing and be like, "Ah, I got no, your joke," funny. and I go, no, "That's who I do it. I do it for my people." Y- you get this, Matt, because you're a martial artist too. So he basically says. Um, I'm here to state that I'm no longer with American Talk Team. Also, I'd absolutely do not condone any behavior that instigates hate, prejudice, or bullying of any kind. It upsets me to see the sport taking this direction of blatant disrespect. It's unsportsmanlike, but it also fosters and promotes a culture of cruelty towards others. Combat sports, this is the part I love, combat sports should also represent the qualities of humanity, empathy, and respect. I dedicated my life to the martial arts and to the formation of growth to this team. I cannot discuss this re- time the reason for my departure from ATT. At some point, I will. But for the time being, I want the members of ATT to know that they will always be in my heart. As a martial artist, I get it because sometimes I get a little like the queasiness in my stomach when we start, when I feel that yeah. that MMA falls into this. I, I, violence is fine. Like yeah. it's it's you're competing, right? It's at the highest level. But I could watch 
MMA all day long, but if you put on like a YouTube video of two guys that have no school, skills fighting, I can't watch it. What, uh, what is what is that? Have, go ahead. Because uh, there's me. fans of martial arts and there's fans of violence, yeah. and we all attend the same events because yeah. people who love martial arts want to see the highest level of competition. Yes. And then like people who just like just a slightly like oh just fuck them up or whatever yeah. like it, it's so there's a happy medium between the two things which I totally get. I got you. But I also get from this he says the quality of humanity empathy respect we're serious athletes yeah. we're serious athletes it's, they're beautiful this is a beautiful sport martial arts is a beautiful thing so I get where he's coming from with this well it goes back to the comments like you know Colby Covington is a skilled skilled fighter absolutely you know but like to say something like that I, I just when you when you attack like you know <laughs> so like just like a race of people and stuff like it's really it's not right, basically. Like, yeah. And uh, I mean, but if you do, but you are, you listen. He's saying he was. He said he was. He felt he was treated really poorly over there. I read. I saw some interviews with him afterwards. Right. Does it justify? Look, he's his own man. But my thing is, stand by your shit. Don't go back stage and do an interview. Go. You know, everybody knows that we're. Tra- you know, when you want to, there's heels in this game, and you and you got to do what you got to do. No, that's like that's like back in the day when I was, and this was me and Jimmy were talking about this the other day, like when, when Jose Aldo started to try to, I don't know if who he pushed, Chaz Mendez or something, going, oh, you got to do this to sell a pay-per-view. <laughs> Dude, that takes away everything. Yeah. You might know Bisping is laying it on thick, and but you don't know what where he's overdoing it for a pay-per-view because he's fucking hysterical. Right. And he does it, like that's a guy that knows how to be a straight up like heel. Even yeah. though I like he'll just attack everybody, and when he's a, and and the stuff. But he I says, feel like you kind of know the difference between when something's kind of yeah. tongue in cheek oh, and caricature or just a joke, or, or when yeah. it's like kind there's malice to it. And I don't think Colby Covington has malice. I just think maybe he is trying to be. If you're going I, people that deep, are trying to be more yeah. dramatic because they think they have to be. Yeah. But I, I was talking to Edson Barboza and I was like, well, do you ever feel pressured to be more like, you know, talk crap or whatever? Yeah. And he was like, no, because I feel that I'll just sell myself being really good in the octagon. Well, some guys are not good at that gift of gab, but it doesn't matter. The What matters at the end is their skill set. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like if somebody tried well, to be as funny as you and they're not funny, oh, it's just not going to come off well. Thank you, you so know? much. You mean like Dean Thomas? The Holy Gate. <laughs> He's fucking always guy. throwing jabs at I got to... I know. Well, I got to get him back. He jabbed me in my face a fucking thousand times when I fought him. I should fucking... <laughs> we should ask him his opinion on this American Top Team thing. Why don't you text him right now, Chris, the producer? All right, I'll on. text him. Yeah. Text him and ask him. He's a fucking... He's a, a, a glory... Whore, <laughs> he's gonna, he's an attention whore. He'll jump on this podcast. <laughs> I miss Dean Thomas because I haven't done. You know the next. I know you were you asked me about this the other day. No, you didn't. I just want to bring it up. What my episode of the next the New York episode of Dana White looking for a fight is coming out November fifth. Oh, I have. Oh, so I'm after when everybody's that. everybody's like after they're just like recovering, they're like, oh my god, what a great great night of fights and. Oh, the Madison Square Garden fights. Oh my goodness, that UFC was amazing. All oh, those title fights. They're caught, they're relaxed and they're like, I just need something a little to calm me down, but to keep me in this zone. Let me watch something on November 5th. What should I watch? I know. Dana White looking for a fight. On YouTube? Okay. Yeah, that's right, people. Thank you. I don't do the applause thing. Can you talk about much. like one or two things that are in it, or can you not? Because I have a feeling it's one thing. We have a we have a a guest um 
we have a, a special uh, guest uh, um, third guy in there, a guest fighter. Dean Thomas does oh, not make fighter. it. Oh, it's a fighter. It's a fighter. Dean Thomas doesn't make it, but people heard... probably know if they've seen anything okay. from our Instagram. And I stuff. thought I thought it might but slightly just, be hip hop related. I'm gonna. I like I like hip hop. I know you do. I do. I really I do. I used to send you mixtapes. The best is I told uh, Bob Kelly that. Don't pick it up. It's awkward. <laughs> I dropped my me, pen and it's going to be weird. It would be weird if I picked it up. There you go, pal. Thank you. Appreciate it. Now that's how I know you're looking out for me. That, well, fuck. That's I'm how not I know. a creep. <laughs> Where was I now? Uh, you like hip hop and you told- So Bob Kelly, who's a good friend of Jimmy, and I consider Bob Kelly a friend even though I've only hung with him a handful of times. I like that guy a lot. You know you do? You hit it off with somebody where you yeah. just like him. I like Bob Kelly a lot. He's a he's a he's a really good comedian, but he's a, he's a, you can tell he's a really nice guy. So I mean, we were leaving the serious building, and uh, I said this story before. I th- I saw a guy that recognized me, and it was uh fuck. I don't even know his fucking name right now. What is the guy who recognized me at Sirius? I thought he was a wrestler because he pointed to me. Uh, was it Wiz Khalifa? No, it was. Oh, oh, uh, Action Bronson. Action Bronson. Oh, I love Action Bronson. Man, and I've seen him in shit. So he's looking at me and he's giving me that look like he probably seen some of my fights. Yeah. But in all fairness, I don't think he knew my name either. Yeah. So I go, oh, yeah. I go, are you a wrestler? Are you? He goes, nah, man. And so I'm leaving. He tells Bob Kelly, he goes, oh, he thinks I'm a wrestler. So then we go in the elevator. I go, oh, man. I go, and I love rap. He goes, you don't love rap. Name a rapper. I'm like, what? what? Like, what am I supposed to be? Start shooting off fucking names? What do you want me to show you? My fucking Pandora? I mean, like, I, 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 I am, I am legit because. Oh, you're showing me. Oh, wow, you got a Wu Tang tattoo. Where'd you get that? I've had it for a couple of years. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, uh, I do. I, I do person, have to ask though. you a question because you know Dana really well. I do know Dana. Um, I miss Dana too. I like Dana. He's always been super nice to me. So, I, I, and, and I think he's a straight shooter. Like he, he always seems to kind of say exactly what he means, yeah. which is you have to respect about him, even if you don't like what he says. But the 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 What's Dana up? White and Mark Hunt situation. Mm. <laughs> Do you know about this? I'm drinking my Pepsi. There was a time in here when they brought me Diet Cherry Pepsi, and I liked it so. Phoenix, look at me, look at my face, like a little fat <sighs> kid. I got so happy when I seen it. When it be, oh, it's like cold, and it was. Diet I've never Cher- even seen Diet was, Cherry Pepsi. Oh, it's Does so tasty. Exist? It's yeah, tasty, well, and it made me in a really good mood for the show. But somehow they just can't get it. So they get me like, you know, Brand X or whatever. I'll tell you why. So then Jimmy, and I love Jimmy, and I'm not trying to say like the level of talent and who gets treated better. You know, I'm not comparing, but Jimmy goes, one of these nuts, there's a fucking little sodium in them or something. I got a salt. They got to, they go out, they find them the fancy nuts. They get a, Jimmy, what else you need? A foot massage? So you need to get a You know what I get? Gabagool. I go. I go to get a case. That's the problem. I go. To, I was going to say. I go to CVS. I do buy a case. And right, I look for the diet. We're losing the. We're losing the audience. We're losing the audience. Let's go. <laughs> let's Let, go, I, go back, Phoenix. Mark, the, the Mark Hunt. Wait. Did you did you text Dean Thomas? I texted him. Yeah. Can we call him? Um, I'll text him. Give me my phone, please. Yeah. I mean, I text no. This him. motherfucker. It's like, like the, all I, three of us text I, him no, at the text same him, time. It's like the fucking. Oh well, maybe a Phoenix text him because Yo, you know that's him. Where I text him. He's gonna, oh wait, my wife texted me. Let me make sure everything's all right. You know what happened? The fucking what? thing went out. The the carbon fucking uh, the uh, the carbon monoxide. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah. That thing went off. Uh, go ahead, talk while I'm reading my oh, wife's text. Uh, Dana White <laughs> on why Mark Hunt pulled from the schedule about against. Uh, how do you say that guy's last name? Uh, Tybura, Marcin Tybura. I still can't say his last name. This Tybura. is where you and I are very similar, Matt. Say that again. Tybura. Yeah. Tybura. Yeah, Marcin Tybura. Okay, I was yeah. overthinking it. Uh, well, you know, I was supposed to, fight was supposed to happen on yes. November 19th. And uh, in a letter written to dailytelegraph.com, 
and there the letters actually Chris the producer did a great job of like sending it to me too because I don't remember the whole thing. Yeah. He's basically saying that he's just having problems, headaches and slurring his words and stuff like that. And then right after he the the fight didn't happen. But I think Dana said that we never contracted to fight in the first place, correct? Yeah, that's that's. I mean, it's it's a bit of a longer letter, and you know, if people want to read the whole thing, they could find it. But basically, Dana was saying like he was never cleared. It's not like this was a thing that you know they they had this set, but he was never cleared medically. And but so my, once you hear something my, like this, my point yeah. my point with this Phoenix is if you you have you're, you're saying you have all these symptoms symptoms. Right. What do you like? What do you expect, man? And then they put you in there and say something happens. What the fuck, man? Yeah, you got to look out for the fighter's safety. And and even Dana said in his in his thing that you got to sometimes protect these guys from themselves. Everybody right. knows you're a warrior. Right. There's no. There's. But if you're saying you can't remember some shit from yesterday or this or that, or, and then you ha- and then he's saying all these symptoms. What do you expect? Or well, Dana was. Did you do you tell him what Dana said yet? Well, he, I was and he basically, it, this is actually, I think, the exact thing that Dana said, right? Do we have that? We have that. Yeah, yeah, you have the letter. Uh, these are his words from him, but now he's saying it was taken out of context. How can you take your own words out of context? So you know what I did? My team contacted his management within the first weeks of, of learning about these symptoms and offered to fly him to Las Vegas first class to visit the Brain Center, which is the, the best in the world for research. You know, the last five years, they've done tons of research on concussions and things like that uh, to get more tests done. And you know what? He absolutely refused. How can I put a guy with these symptoms he says he's experiencing immediately back into the octagon without additional tests? I definitely wasn't going to do that. So I did the only thing I could do, which is pull him off an event that would have had him fighting for nine weeks after writing this piece. So he could have proper time to see a a specialist. Let me remind you that this is an event I already had signed contracts for and spent a lot of money marketing and advertising. So this was a big loss, but it was the right thing to do. I get that. Yeah. Um, Good. So here we are after all this. Mark is saying that I have it, have it out for him, and I'm holding a grudge because he filed the loss, lawsuit. He says, but let me ask you this. Would I have placed him in two additional fights, including one which is a headlined event, or paid him $1.6 million, which includes a 50K fight of the night bonus, if I hated him? If I had issues with this guy, would I do this even after the the lawsuit? So I don't know. You know, he says, bottom line, my job is, you know, to put on the best fights in the world. And part of that is to protect these guys from themselves. Phoenix, you know what I take out of that? It might be selfish, though, of me. How come How come he's getting flying out first, first class and I don't get flying out? <laughs> you have something in my contract. I, I got to get flown first class. I, I know. I'm, I, not, I'm, I'm not trying to be a fancy pants. I, hey, I get People it. People hear me on here. They see me on the show. They see me a coach. I mean, what the fuck you I, doing? I mean, fuck. I get it. Huh? I get it. I don't even Buddy, get, I Dana? Don't, I don't even get I got it. issues now. No, I'm only kidding. All right, let's get, get back to Mark. Let's get back to fucking. The Dean's going to call in a minute, by the way. Is he? No, but. This is exciting. I, I think, like, Talk I don't know me. the Mark Hunt situation because I haven't. I haven't heard from him. I don't I don't know his side of the story. You did hear I just from him. Know you heard what he said about. About his. Dana was just going back at what he said. I know, but it's. Did you, I, it just seems like so one day you got a memory like, then, like Mark Hunt what do you forget what you just read <laughs> you read his statement no but I'm he's saying that he has headaches or whatever but then the fight yeah. like, I just don't it's really confusing yeah. I think a lot has changed 
you know, it, since. Thank you, buddy. I'm handing my phone for Chris, the producer, to, to, to charge up. I like to keep the audience, you know, knowing what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Um. Listen, hey, you, you know, you say all that stuff. You should just then go get checked out. Guess what? You get cleared and you got to fight. What the fuck? What is the problem? Yeah, why not just go get checked you out? You know, and I really like that guy. I love, I love that guy's fights. I don't know him personally, but I love his fights. And yeah. I, for one, I want him to fight. But don't be telling everybody you don't know what you had for fucking lunch. Yeah, you know I saying? read that Mark Hunt was saying that he, <laughs> you know, got, was going to get checked out in Australia or New Zealand. But, you know, they wanted to you come to Vegas. To I get heard about a first right. class ticket. Right. Which I'm upset about. Now I'm upset about. <laughs> but they should fucking, you know, come on, man. Listen, I, but Dean Thomas, he's our guy on the inside of this whole American top team. Fucking his thing. response back to me was yo. Yeah, what the hell? I just how about how about he didn't even text me back? What a prick! Here, let's send him a selfie. Ready? Hi, Dean Thomas. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Go fuck. Yeah. So and, and let me see that picture. Let me see what you just took. That's a nice one. All yeah. right. That's for our buddy Dean Thomas. So when you put that on Instagram, let the people know. That we were giving Dean Let Thomas people hear this first, and then let them know. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. I want to know what's going on, because I like that uh, Ricardo Laborio has been there from the beginning. He's one of the founding members of, uh, of, of uh, AT&T. What? AT&T. I always fuck that up. <laughs> AT&T. AT&T. Don't, don't throw the end in there. I like the, uh, you know? I like the AT&T. Oh, uh, look at this. What are we? Oh, oh let's answer <gasps> this. Ready? Dean. Is this the great... Eve Edwards? Wait, who do we call? Oh, Dean Thomas! Hello. Is this Dean Thomas? What's up? What's up, man? Dean Thomas, you're on air with myself. I'm on air? Yes, yeah. UFC Unfiltered. Apo- oh, man, what's happening, man? I'm so excited to be back on UFC Unfiltered. <laughs> listen to me. This is a podcast that people fucking listen to. You better be. <laughs> Just listen to me. Are you still doing your podcast? Yeah, I'm still doing a podcast. But listen, I've been... Wait, we lost you. What, are you going through what a tunnel? It sounds like you fell down a flight of steps. What happened? Uh, y'all got me? Are you here? Yeah, are you yeah. there? Go ahead. Yeah. What's happening? Now, Dean, first of all, I don't know if you know this. I don't think I told you this. Or did I? The next episode. Do you know when the next episode's coming out? Did I tell you of Dana White looking for a fight? Because listen, I know we got breaking news to talk about. There's some turmoil in uh, American Top Team we want to get to. But, you know, hey, you know, listen, looking for a fight's coming out. Do you know, do you know oh, when it's coming out? I don't know when it's coming out. When's it coming out? November 5th. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot you're not in that episode. <laughs> See what I'm talking about? See how y'all do me? I, I, well, had, I, I had nothing to do with that, Dean. I, I, I didn't tell anybody who's going to be the guest. I didn't the, know. The, the guest third guy. Unless you fucking really piss us off and then he might be the permanent third. I'm only, who am I? <laughs> I'm not Dana White. Who am I? I don't control the... Come on, man. Treat treat me better. I, listen to me. I'm happy to... No, seriously, dude. You know I miss you. I, I call and text you every once in a while right yeah every so often like every other week no unless what are you talking about first of all how often do you call me ever I call you every day no you know why I, do i feel like i'm listening to a right. relationship right no, now listen let's let, we're not gonna we're not gonna do this on air i Thomas. called you first you call me yeah well listen no you hang up the guy got to tap my name on his. Oh well, no, he doesn't. He tattooed. He, me and Dean Thomas have a lot of history, but that's not about that. We got to talk about some shit that was breaking news. What do you think of that? I mean, because you are a major player over there. You're one of the head trainers over well, you know, at, at saying, American listen, Top Team. Well, I mean, I don't want to brag, but I'm a major player in life. It's no. got nothing to do with. Well, let's, let's not get that's, that's that. You told me you were the Kim Kardashian of MMA. Like you're everywhere, but you don't really do shit. That's what you told me. Is that true? That's yeah, what he I'm, told me. 
right, listen, we got five minutes because we're going to have our guests here. But listen, listen, I'm, okay, okay. I'm really important about, I'm really excited about you getting on the phone. Colby Covington, your thoughts on, on what he said? I mean, you know, the thing is, Colby can say what he wants. I don't really care, honestly. I don't care what he said. I just think it's a little disrespectful and foul that, you know, that he go into another country and disrespect these people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we can say what we want. Oh, yeah, that's a Brazilian chant, this, that, and the third. Yeah. That's not the point. The point is, like, you know, at some point, you got to be responsible for what you say. You know what I'm saying? So, like, no. if they if they beat him up in the street, I yeah. would have just watched. I might have filmed it and been like, world star. <laughs> world oh my star, God. Dean. Dean. Uh, let me ask you, what about your buddy, uh, Ricardo Laborio? I mean, we know that guy's a major player. He's been there since day one. He cornered, he cornered you when you fought me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah, I don't like is. him. No, I'm only kidding. But no, no, I forgot about <laughs> that. I forgot about that, motherfucker. But uh, tell me, what, what do you think about that, man? He's jumping he's out of there. Well, you know, I mean, it's like anything else in life, man. You just move on. Like, you evolve as a human being. And I yeah. think he's at the point now in his life, he just needed to move on. Yeah? And, uh, like, he was... Yeah, he was kind of always doing his own thing anyway. And I think, like, being a part of the team was kind of holding him back. Oh, from, like, very interesting. Yeah, so, yeah he, he hasn't been around. He wasn't around for the team for that long. I mean, since I've been around, like, he wasn't really in the gym that much. So, like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, we yeah, so it was this kinda, is stuff that people don't know. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, he was still always a part of the team, and he still supported the team. Yeah. But then now I think he was just to the point where he's like, you know what? I might as well just move on and, yeah. and do my own thing. All right. I mean, and this might have just prompted that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's like, "All right, I this mean, is a good time to exit." Yeah. You know, with this, with thank I, you, I mean, thanks, Kobe. I was looking for an exit. <laughs> I, honestly, I really, I'm, honestly, I don't even know if if Kobe had anything to do with it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, but, I mean, he's definitely. Well, he's 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 taking that and 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 running with it. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Again, I don't know his side, but he doesn't sound happy. But I know. Listen, you're my buddy. And uh, I know Dan Lambert is a, is a really a really good dude. I like him a lot. So I wish but you guys. I, I wish you, though, go ahead. What were you going to say? Did you hear the, uh, what Ben Saunders said about Kobe? That to me was was intriguing. Like no, in fact, no. I, I, what you got to go on Ben Saunders' Instagram and and hear his post to Kobe oh. about the whole thing. Well, what did he oh, say? What did he say? He oh man, he dragged him through the mud. Man, he was like, yo, he he just just you got to hear it, man. He dogged him out. Ben Saunders dogged Kobe out. Yeah, and to me. That would that would be. Is our guest here, or okay. could you play that right now? Let's get, let's, let's get that really let's, quick. All right, we're going to get it up. Pull it ben, up. So Ben Saunders, who's a very good friend of mine, Ben Saunders, um, and he's still he's still under contract with the UFC. He's still fighting. And yeah. what did he say about Colby? I, you're, you're not you're, you keep leaving us in suspense, but now the whole world will hear what he said because I know a lot of people weren't happy. Y'all can't find it. Y'all can't find like the actual words. I mean, I don't want to misconstrue his no. words. No, well, no, we're looking at. We're don't, looking for it. Don't throw All big right, words on, at us, Dean Thomas. Calm down. This ain't your, this ain't your <laughs> fucking improv. Yeah, here we go. All right, hold on. We're gonna hear it right now, and you're gonna hear it too. Listen, Dean Thomas. Yeah, play this. Listen to this. Yeah, this definitely is a message for Kobe Covington or how the fuck you say your last name, bro. <laughs> you're gonna fucking come out. And fucking talk shit about Ricardo Laborio? Are you joking me? He didn't fucking disrespect you, you little Ooh. fucking bitch. Oh. You're gonna come out, call him a scumbag, call him a fucking con man? Are you joking me? American Top Team wouldn't even fucking be here if it wasn't for him. Why don't you fucking do your research, bitch? Obviously, Whoa. Dan Lambert fucking needed that motherfucker to even start American Top Team. Dan Lambert being a motherfucking millionaire. Um, whatever the fuck you're talking about, shut the fuck up. Oh, Stylistically, I fucking put you to sleep, bitch. On the feet, I 
fuck you up in the clinch. I fucking put you to sleep on the ground. I make you my bitch. Keep talking that shit, man. Keep running your fucking mouth. Rankings don't mean a goddamn thing. Oh. Stylistically, I make you a highlight reel. Wow. Now, let me tell that you That was serious. That okay. sounded like a rap battle for a second. I thought it was David. Uh-huh. I thought it was Barbershop Branch back in the action. <laughs> no, but and let me tell you, and Ben Saunders is kind of a laid back pothead. That guy's yeah. not even a fuck. He's a great guy. That guy's not <laughs> I even. Know. He could be half a hippie. He's such a lovable guy. Wow. He's, a, he's a warm guy. I say Ben Saunders. It's weird because he's like 6'5", and I hug him, and it looks weird. But, I mean, that guy's, <laughs> that guy's a hug. He's a hugger. I hug him. See, but this is where, like, kind of trash talk to me is acceptable because okay. it's, like, yeah. legit and honest. Like, you mean that. He well, means that well, shit. Well, listen, I, and you heard in his voice. He was yeah. very emotional. And, yeah. that, and that's not like Ben. So he took that thing to heart. What, and I don't even know what Colby said about the Carter Laborio. But that's Laborio. That's a whole other thing. Oh, listen, we got to talk about drama. Hey, thank you, our man in the field, Dean Thomas. Dean Thomas, you're, you're fucking, you're like our reporter in the field. <laughs> fucking. That's right, man. Listen, I got your back, man. When it comes to the action, the inside scoop, I'm everywhere. Y'all know that. Like, like Katie <laughs> said, I'm the Kim Kardashian in <laughs> MMA. I'm everywhere. You are. You, know what I'm you really I, are. I don't do nothing. I don't even do nothing. I no, just be there. That's fucking that's bullshit. That's not true. First you're of all, that's bullshit. You're a, better, you're a better coach than I'm sure you are an improv person, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> he is always getting at you, Dean. Hey, Dean, anything hey. else before we let you go? Oh, man, listen, y'all coming to the show Friday? Aljamain and Aljamain performing in New York City Comedy Club. What? Wait, wait, say it again really quick. Tell us where you're going. Yeah. Plug it, motherfucker. New York Comedy Club. Me and Aljamain starting at 7 o'clock. Aljo is performing? When is this? When is this? Friday night, 7 o'clock. What, New York well, Comedy give, give Club? The, give the date. Give, give exactly when this is and where. This Friday night, right yeah. after the weigh-ins at the New York Comedy Club. You're gonna, 7 oh, p.m. You're going to be in New York. Yeah. How long are you in New York for? Just for the day. You're a I'm bit, just doing the show. You're a bit of an ass. You don't even let me know when you're... you're were you going to tell me this if I didn't call you? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm a, I was going to tell you, but I'm coming back in a couple of weeks, man. I want to do the show in a couple of weeks. I'll okay. see you all later. All right. And listen, I'm, I'm going to be with the, with the family at Disney in a week and stuff. I'm going to call you up if you want to get together. I don't know if that's far for you, Orlando. Man, me, I'm not me, driving Orlando for you. Me, you, and Ben <laughs> Saunders will fucking we'll get us something to eat, all right? Oh, yeah, that's true. We did that last time and you paid, so let's do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, Dean Thomas. Thanks for picking up the phone. Take care, buddy. Thanks, man. I'll see y'all. All right, Thomas. Peace out. Bridgegate was a scandal that helped take down the most popular governor in America. It caused gridlock traffic on the biggest bridge in the United States. After years of investigations, the trial has ended, and Governor Chris Christie is a free man. He never even went to court. But did he get away with the worst kind of political retribution? Chris Christie was set on changing the New Jersey narrative as the Soprano State. But in the end, he may have only made it worse. Everybody, Dwayne Johnson here to tell you about a new documentary podcast series titled What Really Happened? Narrated by award-winning documentary filmmaker Andrew Jenks in coordination with our company, Seven Bucks Productions. This series will look deep into the unknown sides of historic news stories and then ask, what really happened? The long list of people involved in Bridgegate all have nicknames. Phony Baroni, The Road Warrior, Mr. Wolf, and of course, The Gov. What parts did they all play? Was the mastermind the same guy that took down stats for Christie's high school baseball team? Go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your shows to listen to What Really Happened. Available now. Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from our good friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. 
They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family, obviously. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And it's such an intimidating process for all of us. Look, this is really simple. Allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash unfiltered. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 3030. Hey, Matt and Phoenix, can I ask you guys something? Sure. Only if it's about Toyo tires. <laughs> it is about Toyo tires. What, when I think tough. What do you think about when you think tough? I, I think about Cody Garbrandt. Me too. Me three. He's putting his undefeated record on the line at UFC 217, and he's in it to win it. Did you just say he's in it to win it? Yeah, that's what they have written there. That's why he's sponsored by Toyo Tires. Ooh, because of the durability? Yeah. Aggressive design? Exactly. On and off-road capabilities? Yes, to all of those. All of those! (laughs) Just Uh like Cody, Toyo Tires are built for battle. It's an all-or-nothing philosophy that he shares with them. Living life on the highway? Toyo has you covered, Phoenix. I believe I'll it. chime right in. Spending some serious time off-road? Go ahead, tell me. Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I try to. They have a tire for that too, Phoenix. No matter what you drive, Toyo has what you need. And frankly, they have you covered. <laughs> and frankly, these tires look cool. Any vehicle, every terrain, all or nothing, Toyo tires. Let's say Toyo tires together. Toyo, Toyo tires. tires. The next time you need tires... Just ask for Toyo. To experience more, visit toyotires.com backslash UFC. That's toyotires.com slash UFC. And I say that without the, the uh, Chris producer creepy read voice. Sometimes he puts on a weird voice when he reads stuff. It's a happy voice, though. I like it. Sorry, Chris. Toyo Tires! Oh, I'm hey! excited about this. What's up, homie? Hi. Oh, Don is here, too. How are you, bro? Hey, Jack. Hey, what's, what's up, man? What's up, man? What's up, man? I know you. Hey, what's up, homie? Yeah. Nice to meet you. We're on yeah. air. Let's Let's do do have a seat. Jump in here. I brought a whole posse. It's so great. Oh, I just ate some of those gummy bears out there. Gummy what kind worms. Of, what kind of gummy worms are you talking about? I don't know, but I'm just hoping they're not edibles. <laughs> well, first of all, if they are, I don't know. Listen, I'm just out for display. Well, don't you know you got... Jeff Novinsky next to you? I know, exactly. What'd you just do to me? Are those, is that legal, Jeff? Uh, they, we're testing them right now. We they, no, but, but, oh my God. Hour. This how is does, the best way to have this conversation. How does that right now? work with the, um, if you want, you can put the headphones on. It's totally up to you guys. Yeah. If not, just get your, your, your mouth close to that microphone. Jeff, what does it work with the, as far as with the, as far as what Chris was saying with the, uh, the edibles? Uh, with the with the with the gummy bears and this and that is that illegal? So yeah, so I mean we're talking about marijuana and THC, which yes. is the active ingredient in it. So THC under our program um, is only prohibited in competition. So it's only tested for in competition is basically the day of the weigh-in and the day of the fight, and it must exceed a threshold. And the threshold is 150 nanograms per milliliter. So you can have some residual marijuana in your system during those tests. Yeah. And what it what it's in place to do is prevent basically someone from using close to a fight. 
Um, it's because it's more, I think, of a health and safety yeah, issue. But, oh, health and safety. Because I was going to say yeah. it doesn't enhance performance. It enhances Doritos and the Discovery Channel. No, that, that depends on the person. <laughs> I don't know if it enhances. Not for nothing. I'll, Maybe I'll, recovery. Hey, yeah. well, it's can I just like relaxing? I, I mean, I don't want to. I'm not listening. I have kids. I'm not trying to play up this thing. But you know, I do. I, <laughs> I do smoke a little. I'm retired, by the way. What? But if I smoke, I know I look like I'm about to fight some. But if I smoke a little like reefer and I do some jujitsu, I am definitely in the matrix and I'm taking some kamoras. So I, when you're saying it's not a performance enhancer, it could be. You know what well, I mean? Well, yeah, it's not if for it relaxes your mind, then yeah. you're more creative, and then are you, are you looking at me like when I said that you're thinking I'm going right for the Doritos? How could you say? No, that? I you're don't embarrassing you. me for the Jeff. I, and I listen, just I, I have been known to watch the Discovery Channel All on right. some edibles and. You know. All right. So, Amazing. but like, so if somebody had <laughs> everybody's coming clean right now. Jeff, do you know how long that stays in your system with yeah, the marijuana? I mean, it, yeah, what it do we depends know? on the person. It depends it's... how frequent you use. It depends on how your body metabolizes. So I'm asked that question all the time. Like, how long should I get off it to ensure I'm not going to be over that threshold? And it's a difficult question because it depends on person to person. Usually, yeah. you know, the rule is in place to make sure there's no close use of it yeah. to a fight. So. The reality is probably if you don't use it fight week, you're going to be good. But, uh, you know, it's not to say that somebody wow. couldn't, you know, have... have no, hang on. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, no, go ahead, Chris. But the, what if the commission has a different regulation That's a on good it? point, Chris. Yeah. And that's, that's a problem, yeah. big problem that I have. So I think the threshold that we follow, 150 is appropriate. Some commissions, New York being one of them, have lower thresholds. We're going to Michigan in December uh, to fight in Detroit. They have a no-tolerance um, so conceivably someone could have used a couple months ago, someone could have been exposed to secondhand smoke. And so what we do in those instances is we contact the card months in advance saying, Hey, different rules coming up in your fight in Detroit, right. take precautions, stop, you know, if you're using, if you have a, you know, medical prescription or in a state or a country where it's legal, stop using now. Cause there's, there's zero tolerance there. I think that's wrong. I think these commissions, like a lot of things, they need, they need to become uniformity. Uniform. Mm. The, the, the rules are a great example. For we sure. go state to state, and you know you don't know which rules you're going to be under. I think marijuana is important, too, that they've all got to come together and have the same rule. I heard that CBD oil actually is now no longer on the banned substance list. So that's starting in 2018. Um, so it's no longer exactly, no right. longer tested for, no longer banned. And um, you know, just in talking with fighters, I think it's, it's pretty routinely used and a lot of fighters get a lot of good benefits from it anti-inflammatory mm -hmm. there's yeah. some research out there it may help with you know some brain health things so mm. I, I think that's a it. good development boss root and sent me some it's boss great. he sent me yeah. some too awesome but it's but it's you know not... what there, there is some thc in there though the point three percent so then you don't know how much it's never yeah, yeah but that's the the small amounts never going to get you close to that wow. 150 nanogram threshold so are you familiar with the uh, Nick Diaz versus uh, Gomi fight back in the, That might have been before you guys got involved with anything. That, and that yeah, was also was before my time I here. Seen that yeah. fight. Because somebody said his levels were like off the charts. Like, I don't, I saw Joe, I heard Joe Rogan talking about it. So I didn't know if you had any input on that. No, or, I didn't. Although I came it. in right after Nick fought Anderson, and Nick yeah. had that whole deal with the Nevada Commission. And again, it was one of those deals where the commission's. Um, you know, their expertise is not drug testing. And a lot of times you run into problems when you're just not, you know, experts or familiar with it. We ran into that with Courtney Casey in Texas recently. But uh, Nick, that fight night, Nevada Commission collected three samples from him. 
two of the samples were under the threshold. They were like 50 or 60 nanograms. And one of them was just outrageous number, hundreds of nanograms per milliliter. <laughs> oh my God. And it really didn't make scientific sense that in this period of time, you can go from within the limits to as high off the charts as I've ever seen. Um, so that could have been the day before he was smoking? Or something. Was like yeah, yeah, I think he literally had to be yeah. in, between rounds? in the octagon. Yeah. Yeah. In between he rounds? Doing that, so. <laughs> what they did, though, is they sent the two samples that were within the threshold, they sent to a WADA-accredited laboratory, which we use. It's the highest standard of laboratory out there. The one that was off the charts, they sent to Quest Laboratories, which is just an employment testing laboratory it's normally. Ghetto in those places. And so they're just yeah. not, they don't have the expertise to read those quantity thresholds. And that's one of the good things about our program is our fighters can be, you know, we use the highest yeah. standard laboratories that are out there and they're not going to make mistakes like that. And people don't, if people don't know, you were involved with um, Lance Armstrong, correct? Finding out what happened with yeah, him? Yeah, I was involved in, in that federal investigation. So before coming to UFC, I was a federal agent uh, for 22 years in the U.S. Wow. Now, now let me ask you. Things just got I'll, serious. And I'll yeah. ask everybody, like, what do you, it's almost like those pride fights back in the day where everybody was on the freaking juice. Do you, and so it's like, you. it doesn't affect their legacy. And meanwhile, I'm sure they'd get popped if they were on, if they tested back then. Do you think it affects like a, like Lance Armstrong's, who's that? The champ, but the former champ, Chris Wyman. What are you doing? What, this is that I your Apple How do you shut this thing hey, off? Hey, get I, smart. Shut that thing off. He talks to his wife like James Bond. Yeah, My wife's got that thing. I go, you got a phone. Why are you talking to your watch? What are you, a fucking secret <laughs> That's agent? ADD right there. Come I'm on, focus fucking, on what you were saying. No, 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 no. Well, what? You threw a curveball, oh, squirrel. What the Squirrels. hell was I saying? Oh, do you feel it affects Lance on because? I, I, remember, I heard an uh, interview with him where a, a lot of people were doing what he was doing back then. Does it affect his legacy because yeah. he was cheating? Yeah, Absolutely. I, mean, I, think, I think it's got it. I mean, some yeah. people were categorizing it as the biggest downfall in sports history from you know where he sat to, to where he is now. Good question, so. I suppose. No, well, like, Because no, you're an but, inspiration to so many people. Yeah. And then people are like looking up to you and then believing in athletic performance and putting you on a pedestal. Yeah. And then it's like... Yeah, but then what? What about those guys that were fighting back in the day? Obviously, because I listen, I was in there fighting, and I've done everything by the books. You know what I mean? And but there was not this testing back then, so it's like for these guys. Some, and so it kind of irks me when you got these some of these guys. And I point the pride because I know Japan was just a total freak show. Kind of yeah. still is, but uh, with the with the MMA, they like a lot of they like the bigger, the better, the. What you know, whatever the yeah. and, and they don't really. I don't, and it wasn't really. It wasn't tested against. So it was. It was legal, I guess. But it was just so wrong. You know what I mean? Like, and it, these guys are legends now. A lot of these. I'm not saying you can't say everybody, but there's definitely guys where you're like, all right, I, they come I over to UFC, they just suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, people don't even think about that. You yeah, know? I, I think I, about it. I, I wonder. I don't know if I could do your job, right? Because Jeff, you gotta love these athletes you know you obviously you have an athletic background yourself and these are people that you got to like investigate them and how, how well yeah is that? but you know the beautiful thing about this program is it's it's administered by USADA the United States Anti-Doping Agency so really my positioning here is not to investigate our athletes I'm not involved in the testing I'm not involved in sanction decisions results management my job is more of a liaison and an advocate for the athletes to make sure, hey, look, you're educated on what the program is. Yeah. If you have questions, I'm the guy to call that you can rely on, you can trust on. My job is to keep them out of trouble. And in court cases like, you know, Courtney Casey, where the Texas Commission just screwed that poor girl over, mm -hmm. I step in and can actually help an athlete get out of trouble. So 
my positioning here is a lot different than when I was an agent and was investigating athletes. I'm more, you know, an advocate for the athlete uh, in this program. Yeah, that's the, a nice switch over. It is. Yeah. In the case you refreshing. just said with, uh, was that Courtney? Courtney, right. Uh, what, what happened with her exactly? So she, she uh, the Texas Commission, uh, she fought in Dallas, I forget which UFC it was at, came back and the test results showed a moderately elevated TE level. So TE is testosterone versus epitestosterone naturally occurring in everybody, males and females. And most humans have a TE ratio of one to one. If you took, you know, a sample size of, you know, the every UFC fighter, the average would be about one to one. But there are some outliers to that. Uh, Females who, um, you know, certain times of the month, females on birth control, sometimes can have a mildly elevated level. And her level came back as mildly elevated. Texas de- determined that based on just the mildly elevated level, she had a positive test and announced it publicly. Um, I remember I was back in uh, Sweden at the time, and Courtney called me. I could barely even understand what she was saying, yeah. saying, what is going on? I've never touched anything. Very Please upset. help me out, Jeff. Yeah. Wow. I'm and surprised they so, don't call you guys first and tell you. Yeah, that was uh, an- another something that upset me about yeah. them. Like, hey, if you would have called me, I would have said, wait, you know, check check the rules, check with some scientists before you start publicly announcing this stuff. And so we had to work after the fact. And we actually, USADA helped us out. We went, got, we went back and got all her test results. You know, she had five or six tests under the USADA program. Each one of them showed that exact mildly elevated TE ratio. And what you do in an instance like that, it, it, you know, it can be suspicious. Yeah. There's a backup test that you do called a car- carbon isotope ratio test. That will definitively ter- determine whether or not that elevated ratio is natural or that you use something. And so they went back and did those tests on her samples and, and she was negative and eventually they uh, reversed the ruling. But don't you think they would have did that test before they announced anything? Sure do, right? Wow. Yeah. I mean, the, poor girl, the poor girl, the poor girl, saying, oh, you and, cheater, yeah. right? And then ridiculous. she had to clear a name and... Yeah. They, they, well, they take awful. money from her? Is that part of it? I mean, yeah, they overturned her win, um, you know, for... Yeah. Eventually, we got it fixed, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it would have resulted in... What's the positives in, of them doing that? Just take that money, know. you think? Yeah, I, I don't That's know. Crazy. I mean, they just... It didn't make a lot of sense, even... It's confusing to me as, as a fan and someone in this sport, how the procedures even work, and the fact that it's like, even things that you take from the GNC, you could get popped for. You know, I like drink protein shakes and all that type of stuff. So I feel that sometimes... Fighters are like scared to even take an aspirin. And I know that I forget who exactly it was that had like a um, a dermatological cream that mm. actually he got popped for something. So how do, how do you even how Yeah, does Chris even and work? I were just talking about this yeah, outside. So yeah. it is a fear, but it's in, you know, in my opinion and experience, it's a good fear to have. It's a fear you should have. You should be, you know, the drug testing program that the UFC has, and I don't say this, you know, based on opinion. It's based on my experience in the world of anti-doping, by far the most comprehensive, strongest program in all the professional sports, based on the number of tests that are done. I mean, Chris can tell you, he doesn't know if a tester's coming at six in the morning, 60 people at my house on Saturday for my uh, sister's baby shower, and literally they came, they wanted blood and urine, so for like literally an hour and a half, I was stuck in a little room getting drug tested. I was like, this is crazy. It's so but good, though. It's, it's so good, good they're yeah. doing and it. And the labs we use, the testing machines are so sensitive, they can pick up, you know, small particles of prohibited substances. So, yes, I mean, when you're taking a supplement or a vitamin, 
you've got to, as a UFC athlete, you've got to do your homework. And again, that's a big role that I play. Um, so I have to it, tell you everything. I have to say, like, I had a Claritin this morning. Like, no, have don't to... have to do that. But to be safe, and I'm, this is most of my day is spent doing this, you should call me and say, hey, Jeff, here's the supplements I'm taking. You know, what are your recommendations? Right. Are these all good? Um, and so, yeah, a lot of my time is spent doing that. Well, that leads us all to, to you know what I'm going <laughs> to yeah. ask. Well, oh, well, John. Yeah, but, oh, yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> but like, no, no, say what you were well, going to no, say. No, no, it pretty much goes into John, too, because what happens is as a fighter and everybody who's a fan of the sport, you every single time somebody fails, it's a tainted supplement. And, yeah. And most of the time, everyone knows, all right, I don't think it's a tainted supplement. So then it's hard to really to know what's up. Am I really not supposed to be taking supplements? Or are yeah. these guys just using this as, a, as an excuse to not get in trouble? And so, so many people are sponsored by supplement companies too. Yeah. So it's like, what? So there, there is an issue with supplements. There are issues and problems with supplements out there. But I agree, Chris. Anybody and, and a lot of people do go right to the tainted supplement defense. So what USADA does when that defense comes up, um, they will go out and independently purchase some of the supplement the athlete says that they used, so the athlete wouldn't have any ability mm-hmm. to, you know, to, to taint it himself or herself. Um, and then not only would the prohibited substance have to show up in the supplement, but would have to match the amounts found in the athlete's uh, sample, along with the information of when the athlete last took the supplement, the frequency. So they have a science mm. department that is just not taking, okay, you know, athlete A said it was tainted supplement, we'll buy it. There's a lot of investigative yeah. and research going into it to determine that that really is the case. And even if it is the case, as we've seen, you're still strictly liable. So there's still, you know, John's first, you know, his first offense is a perfect example. He got them, even though he showed it was from a tainted medication. He got the one-year maximum penalty uh, because he showed careless, reckless disregard and didn't do anything to ensure what he was taking was safe. He probably didn't even remember that he took it. But, but wait, you, you could just find any supplement you want and be like, oh, there's rumors like... that this has a tainted supplement. That this is a tainted supplement for something I failed for after the fact of failing and be like, all right, that's what I was taking. And then when Uzada gets that shipped to their laboratory... You're gonna, it's going to have the same stuff in it. So then you're kind of off the hook. True, but again, the other step is it would have to match the levels in that supplement, would have to match the levels in the athlete's sample. It would literally take a PhD chemist to figure out, hey, I'm going to take this uh, prohibited substance knowingly and have a built-in excuse of this supplement on my shelf. You'd have to be so on point with the mm. amount you're taking to match the sample with that supplement. It'd be very difficult to do. What could be in these, in girls in the room, just cover earmuffs <laughs> for a second, but I'll ask like Seinfeld to lighten the, the, the blow a little bit, but what is in these cock pills? No, seriously, <laughs> why Why can now what is in a, a, um, a male enhancement uh, uh, pill? It's an estrogen Sorry. blocker. Is but what it? is in it that exactly these guys can't have a little, you know, spice it up with their, 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 their uh, wife or girlfriend you know what I mean? I mean, that'll hurt anybody. Uh, and why can't they do that? What exactly are in these pills? Well, so, I just want to say first, you shouldn't trust anything in a gas station. Like, but you're it not going to have, have gas have, station dick pills. You shouldn't yeah. have gas station sushi. It might have been. It's a family, <laughs> it's a family show, <laughs> Phoenix. Not only kidding. Whatever, <laughs> whatever you can say. Whatever. Uh, no, but, I'm sorry, Jeff. I asked the same question before. Yeah, so no, I wanted to be want to know because that... And it might not be a gas station pill. It might be a, a, a Cialis or something. Yeah. Oh, so that's true, yeah. legitimate Cialis yeah. Viagra from a legitimate pharmacy, there's nothing in it's prohibited. Mm. So that that those substances... Oh, that wasn't a high five by me time. and Chris, by the way. People <laughs> nice. are just listening. So, ahead, so John's uh, case went to arbitration. The decision was publicly released, so anybody, it's public information would okay. happen there. The pill that he took 
came was Gas purchased nation. from a website oh. called All American Peptides, which also sold growth hormones, which yeah. uh, sold estrogen oh. blockers, and so oh. it was a it was a case of. There was legitimate Cialis in that, but it was tainted with some of these other drugs that were sold mm. on the website, probably because the manufacturing facility didn't clean the machines off well enough oh. or whatever. Uh, okay. So, so that's really how a supplement gets tainted. Yeah, his it's positive sort of like, had nothing to do with the, right. with the male What if he declares yeah. it? What if he says, okay, like I'm getting drug tested. What, if, what have you taken in the last two weeks? And you say, yeah. okay, I, take this, I took this pill. So you want, you know, as a UFC athlete, you want to do that. You want to declare every supplement or medication yeah. you use so that if, you know, in the future. What if you don't have a prescription for it? Like a Viagra. You're not really supposed to have a Viagra if you don't have a prescription for it, but you have one. Yeah, I mean, you still want to declare that. Look, okay. everything, USADA, you know, treats everything confidentially. <laughs> it's going to be in the, in, the, in the defense of that athlete should, you know, that unprescribed pill yeah, have okay. something in it to say, look, mm-hmm. I told you when you collected it from me that I was using it. This isn't something made up after the fact that I was looking mm-hmm. for. It's going to be in the benefit of the athlete to declare everything. And, and this, isn't on, for, this isn't for on air, but who's your supplier, Longo? I want to talk to Longo. <laughs> I got to spice things. I've been married. I'm going to say Longo listen. knows a guy. Longo knows a guy. <laughs> oh, I got to Listen, I'm retired. I do what I want. No, but I was always Longo. really curious about how supplements got tainted in the first place. I always pictured like the Incredible Hulk when when the, the it drops into the the soda That's and the then movie Stanley with Edward Norton, it. yes, yeah. I knew you would get it. With only yeah. with only two that saw that movie, by but the way. it's yeah. just like in a facility where yeah. there's banned substances, and then it gets yeah. mixed in. And so, so there's many ways. That was one of them. So just before coming to the UFC, I was an agent with the Food and Drug Administration. So our our job was to regulate, investigate, enforce laws having to do with the supplement business. So I worked many cases in the industry. I saw what was going on. So. Right. Uh, very common for supplement companies to source their raw ingredients from China. And so you get on the internet, get connected with a Chinese you know, manufacturing company and say, look, I want a kilo of, of vitamin C. They send that over. Previous to making the vitamin C, they may have made you know, a steroid in their plant that gets in the vitamin C. You receive this raw ingredient here in the U.S., put it in capsules, put it in the shelf. And a lot of times, unbeknownst to the manufacturers here in the U.S., the raw ingredient they got was tainted. Um, That's so scary. You could send it to a manufacturing plant here in the U.S. to encapsulate, put in jars, and they may have run something on their machine before that contained something prohibited and get into yours. And there was also several instances where manufacturers here would purposely spike their supplements. So, you know, they would use a protein saying, hey, this protein is going to put muscle in you, on you. Put a little bit of steroid in it for maybe the first lot or two of the ingredient, the consumer and the public go crazy saying, hey, this this stuff legitimately oh. works. Um, get an interest in you know, their product. Out? And then take it out to decrease the liability later. That happens wow. all the time. They bamboozle you. Jeez. Right? It's almost like when you have a peanut allergy and you see yeah. something written, oh, in a place that deals with nuts. Kind of like my academy, Longo's Academy. You feel <laughs> fucking nuts. So the yeah, important thing to know with supplements for all of our fighters, when you go to a GNC, when you go to a supplement store, just because it's on the shelf doesn't mean squat. Wow. No, there was no pre-market review of that, no pre-market approval. Um, I was telling Chris outside, we could go outside, literally scoop some dirt up from around a tree, encapsulate it, put it in a jar, stick a label on it, and put it right on the shelf of a store. Wow. That's how the supplement laws work. There's no pre-market That's review. That's insane. So. so if you have to give advice for these fighters, what advice would you give to them just you know, yeah. And in regards to supplements, yes. there are companies out there called third-party certification companies, okay. and what they do is they are independent of these supplement manufacturers. The supplement manufacturer will send samples of 
finished ingredients. They'll send samples of raw product. These third-party certification companies test it for all the banned substances. And if it's clean, they allow the supplement company to put their stamp on the label. So those are the safest supplements out there. Somebody independent of the company is certifying there's nothing in these supplements that is going to cause you to test positive under a program like ours. But still, you can't guarantee it. Yeah, I mean, there's no guarantee. Yeah. Could it come up? I remember that asking that a third party. Like, but well, here, if you're using a third-party certified supplement and something ends up being in it, and you disclose that to USADA in your collection, and they can prove that it was in that, you're probably in a level where it's where it's a no-fault sanction. That hey, yeah, you had something in you, but you did everything humanly possible to ensure you took safe supplements. That's gonna to go to your benefit big time. I know there was um, a time when you showed up. Uh, when Usada showed up for uh, Vandalay Silver, and he didn't want to take the test, how stiff does that happen a lot? Where people you see them like jumping out a back window or anything? <laughs> so that was that was pre Usada. Oh, that so, was pre Usada. Yeah, pre Usada. That oh, was a commission. Nevada. I think it was Nevada. Oh, commission. my bad. Yeah. My bad. But in an instance like that, so say Usada showed up at a door and the athlete ran out the back. Yeah, that's considered a, a positive test, a sanction that could right? be up to a two-year penalty. You but don't you get like three test. strikes or something like that? That's that's on whereabouts failure. So that okay. would be an instance where. You know, they show up, Chris, because you have on your whereabouts, you're in New York and you forget and you're in Florida. Yeah. And how that process works is, and, and you know it, they show up at your house and they wait there an hour. If you're not there, they look, okay, where's his gym at? And they go to your gym. If you're not there, they wait five minutes and then they place a phone call. And after that phone call, the athlete would have an hour to meet up with the collector. If you're in another state and that phone call, they say, you say, ah, man, I forgot to update my whereabouts. I'm in Florida. There's no way of reaching you an hour. That's what's known as a whereabouts failure. And in that instance, three of those in any rolling 12-month period before there's a sanction. They do that because, I mean, shit happens in life. Right? The poor guy can be with his uh, mistress. Exactly. I mean, (laughs) a lot of things that could go on. I was going to say there was a family emergency. (laughs) That's what I was going to say, too. Jeez. I was going to say that, too. (laughs) So it's a balancing. It's all right. It's a balancing act. (laughs) You know, they want to make sure they can collect tests, but sometimes, hey, people forget. It's... Talk to Chris about it. It's challenging oh, to it's remember annoying. every time you go out of town. I don't think they know I'm in New York City right now, actually. Uh, I'm in Long Island. It's not too far away. Usually, <laughs> get here an hour, right? It's within an hour, so you're good. good. And Jeff, how do you like the fights? Do you watch the fights? I mean, are Love you, them. you're in? I mean, coming in two and a half years ago, I'd call myself you know, more of a fringe fan, yeah. but I am hook, line, and sinker into this sport. And that's what I love about what we're doing anti-doping-wise. Yeah. I had a very strong, firm belief in the integrity of, of all sports. We talked about yeah. Armstrong. I worked a lot in Major League Baseball. But man, this sport is a whole new level of importance. You're not talking about integrity of records. You're not talking about racing a bike up a mountain. You're talking about two of the most skilled MMA fighters on the planet and introducing, you know, performance enhancing drugs into that as a recipe for disaster. So and I feel very good and very proud of what we're doing. A hundred percent. And the, like, like it should be a very, I mean, uh, the punishment should be really, I mean, like my, my point is this. Now, what I'm trying to say is Michael Bisping fought Vita Belfort, right? Did Vita Belfort, was that, that was when USADA was involved, correct? No, it was before. Fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry, gang. But. Didn't he get popped for something? Yes or no? Yeah, in that fight, after. Chris, the producer, right or wrong? So. Yeah. Just make sure before I go on with this, because because he disfigured Michael Bisping with that fight with a kick, I believe but he made him eye. he made him a little cross-eyed, yeah. and now so that guy could be back fighting, and now this guy is disfigured. Like you said, there's yeah. no sport, no even a no combat sport even because this is so you know it's a very blunt sport. Uh, 
that, that should have a stiffer penalty than, than mixed martial arts because you're not hitting a ball. You're not kicking a ball. You're not throwing a ball. Uh, even you're not even tackling somebody or you are tackling somebody, but it, I mean, you're looking, this is the hurt business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was so, Rhonda's biggest criticism of cyborg. Um, yeah, because she, she got that popped, up. no? Yeah, she yeah. did. This was a while I ago. I lose track of how many times these people get popped. I know. But do you have the, did you find out yet about that? that yeah, Michael I'm looking Bisley it up. Fight? I don't want to. Yeah. Because I believe he got caught for doping, but I, I want to make sure it's the right fight before I, Yeah, I, I know mean, he got popped. That was UFC 152, it looks like. And yeah. that, you know, it was saying that some of the reports about maybe how elevated his stuff, you know, his testosterone oh, he, was. Oh, he didn't even get flagged or something? Or He did, but some of the reports of how high the elevation was whatever. could be different. But, but whatever. But he was saying he was on HGH before. for his age and things like that. I remember yeah. there was oh, all that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And maybe HGH too. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, whatever the case may be. Oh, man. because if then when he fought me, he, he wasn't on it anymore. But then, remember that? His testosterone was like, I think the limit was like 1,200, and his was like 1,100. Yeah, we talked I'm like, about but this. You, but you couldn't live your whole life because you needed testosterone or you are going to die. Right. That's literally what he said when he was taking it. He was on TRT. And then he comes off, but his testosterone's like three times the amount of mine. Do you remember what you said to him on the... Uh... I went uh, off at the way-in? Way. I, yeah. I, I, I remember. Just, I went off on it. Uh, you know. Well, I'm not going to do it justice because you were in the moment. I was in the moment. And, but you were basically calling him out on everything we're oh, talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah, that fight was right before USADA program came into yeah. effect. So, I mean, that's the beauty now. Two and a half years into it, there's no more questions like that. That oh. was a Nevada commission test. You were around yeah. that. I was. I started, but we didn't institute yeah. uh, USADA until July 1st. I think yeah. that was in May. How did that fight work out for him? Not well, not good. Chris. Did, you did, did well though. I was there with you with that. Yeah. You did great. What a mount! But that's a, that's a legit thing, though. I mean, what about these people? You're in a, a combat sport where you've been using your adrenaline and you've been taxing your adrenaline in sparring and all that. And then let's say your testosterone does get low because mm. of doesn't the athlete's testosterone get lower than a normal person's quicker because of how much. Yeah, normally, um, especially heavy users, the natural production of testosterone is suppressed. Sometimes it's turned off altogether for someone who abuses steroids over long periods of time. So it's kind of ironic that someone who would be on something, you know, would have so much floating in their body. And as soon as they get off, they go to the exact other end of the spectrum where they have none. And it's, it's funny, as those individuals get older, they sometimes have a medical need for actually testosterone prescription because their body literally doesn't produce it anymore. But even for what if about a person who wasn't on steroids, would they still wind up with lower testosterone later on in life just because of the sport that they were involved in? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I know, you know, everybody generally stops producing less as they get older. What's um, the general but, age like? Yeah, I mean, I think mid 30s, mid 40s for, for males. I bet like weight, the weight cutting and like the grueling gym stuff, like overtraining, that kill, doesn't that kill your testosterone? Yeah, yeah I, I don't know about that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm well, not sure I'm, on that. I got tested. And I'm on it, but I'm not fighting anybody soon. You know but what I mean? I'm retired. Oh no! Before you were on it, was it low? It was low. I got tested, right. and uh, again, I wasn't fighting. I got tested, and it was it was low. It was like 300 or something. Because like there's that. so many cases of us having adrenal fatigue because of the amount of. But now, but now, people, I'm going to keep it clean. <laughs> now, listen, I'm retired. But listen, really quick, because I. Uh, this is the fascinating stuff with yeah. Jeff. I'm so happy that you came in. And, spe- and you said you love fights. Let's segue into the fights this weekend, which are going to be freaking phenomenal, Chris Weidman. Yes, I want to talk about the three the three fights, the three, three, fights. The three championship fights. Yes. Let's start with uh, uh, Thug Rose versus uh, the champ, Joanna. What do, what do you think about that fight really quick? And I'm going to ask you too, Jeff. I'm going to ask everybody. Um, 
I'm going to say Joanna, but Doug Rose, she's like a gangster, man. She's yeah. tough as hell. She goes for everything. Like she, Her instincts kick in. She's not afraid to do anything. When it comes to the jiu-jitsu, her I back mean, take she is feels amazing. it. Yeah. She takes the back like When a she champ. choked out Karate Hottie, yes. or Hottie yes. Karate, whatever. Karate Hottie. Yeah. I love saying that. That was impressive. Yeah. That was impressive. And nobody, and, and but Joanna's like, she's big and she's I feel a, like I feel she's like timing is amazing. I feel like she's a little small of Rose. I feel like that, I think that might be I feel like she's like a little weaker. But a powerful um jujitsu based fighter is uh well rounded, but Claudia uh Gadella, yeah. you know, she got her down and she was looking great for th- up to the third round where she you saw like a, a, a or up to the second round. I got I gotta rem- I have to, uh, I don't tired. remember but you saw you saw a turn yeah. T- but you in the beginning, I'm like, man, this girl's on point. She was taking her down. But Joanna is like, it's so hard to keep her on her back. Yeah. But in those transitions, if her exposing the back, that's what that's what I'm looking at. Because yeah. Thug Rose is so good at take. You show the back for a second, she's on it. She's yeah. that quick with it. And she has such a great rear naked. You know. But so rear you feel like choke. she has to get it down though to win. But but she has to get it down, but not keep her down. Yeah. If she gets her down, and in the process of getting back up, she exposes that back. Yeah. Thug Rose does have the the, the skill she's to dangerous. take that back. She's dangerous. But, I mean, she's up there with the best of them. With like up there with Aljo Sterling. That's we right. Aljo. No, he's awesome. But he's uh, you know with those back takes. So I'm really interested well, to the, see the girl Carolina. Whatever. Uh, what's the Tav- Polish? Tav- another one. She had Tav- a close Tav- fight Tav- on the feet yep, with Joanna. It. Right. It was yeah. pretty. It was pretty <laughs> close. And and uh, Thug Rose when she fought that girl, she did all right on the feet with her too. She did. So I don't know. Maybe she's it's really well rounded. She's just not as explosive as a Young Jay Shark. She's been yeah. looking but she's better. extremely well rounded and like tricky. She'll pull out stuff. You're like, what, what? I don't even know what you just did. Yeah, she's yeah. been looking better since that fight too. Yeah. After that fight is when she fought Karate Hottie because she lost oh, that fight. She looked really good. Yeah, yeah she, she lost really that fight first. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then she took like a year and a half off. And she came back yeah. looking just like beast mode. Yeah. You know, because Karate Hottie was she was on a streak. I think mm-hmm. right. She yeah. was killing it. Karate. Yeah, I karate Hottie. That's it. I, Michelle, Michelle Watterson. Watterson. But it. I call it Karate Hottie. You can't have a nickname like that. You can't expect people not to say it. You know what I mean. Karate Hottie. Yeah. Jeff, you looking forward to that fight? Oh, uh, yeah. You know? I don't even know if you could chime in. Is that, that's not a conflict of yes, interest. Yes. You know, we talk about this all the time. Is as it employees. a it, And it gets harder and harder for me the longer I'm here. Right? Because you develop <laughs> relationships with yeah. fighters outside yeah. of the octagon. You get yeah. to know who they are as people, their oh, families. 100%. And inevitably, almost every fight you watch now, it's yeah. like you feel so bad for the person yeah. that, that loses to see that career tra- trajectory yeah. Yeah, exactly. go down. It's, a br- it's brutal. And I feel so... Uh, like I, I like everybody. Most people so like it's hard for me to really <laughs> to I, I mean stuff, i do right? i do pick because i feel like hey listen i got three kids man i got this is my job yeah, you know what i mean i'm not here to be like oh well, i hope it's a good fight i gotta talk but uh you know i'm not it's not like i'm picking i'm choosing anybody i'm, I'm just giving my honest you give assessment. a true honest opinion i no have to what well no not if it's well listen not if, if you're fighting you're my i'm gonna say yeah. look i'm biased he's well, never he's never picked against you so i can't right. no, i'm Thank not gonna God. be like yo i'm working why it's corner but hey man i don't know that's a problem but i'm very honest with, with everybody else so uh, i you know if i had to really pick one like uh, with a gun to my head i'd say Joanna. But okay. Thug Rose has that chance for that I'm upset. Curi- I'm really That's what curious keeps you on your seat. I'm though. curious with the main Imagine event the with uh, the Talk pink. to me. Well, no. I want. Oh, well, no, because, no, it's, it's, no, because it's one of those too. weird things for us. Are we I easing mean, into it? No, I'm, that's not weird we, for me. It's not weird for you. I'll talk about it. I'm not. I'm not close with. I'm, I like George, 
And it's like, just like, weird like because it. Danaher's your boy and he works he with is. Danaher. So, yeah. But you did fight GSP, but so it kind of does make a... But know, I like George. I know you yeah, do. So he's, I know. A, he's a, such a nice guy. So if he just beat me yeah. up, it's one thing, but we beat each other up. Yeah. I like oh. my fight better, though. <laughs> Don't watch the rematch, anybody listening. Watch the first yeah, one, yeah, UFC 69 on Fight Pass. <laughs> anyway, but uh, but since then, he changed that. the game, though. He changed his game yeah. 100%. Big, big props to John Danaher for really ch- help changing his game. Yeah. But uh, we'll go right into that. I was going to talk about, right I was, well, no, no, let's talk about Cody no, and we'll, DJ. Let's, let's, We're going to keep no, people no, no. in suspense. You're the host, yeah. Cody and DJ. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, TJ. Uh, that, that's a phenomenal fight. What do you think of that? That Honestly, I think that's the fight of the night. What do you um, think of that fight? I remember when Dillashaw won the title from Hen and Brow and, yeah. then, and then beat him again. And I'm that kid was, he changed our sport. The way he was yeah. able to change the direction on his feet, the, mm-hmm. his movement. From Southpaw to, to Orthodox was yeah. something I tried to do in the gym. Like he definitely inspired me. I know he did that for a lot of other people. And then, like he hasn't. It's not like he got killed by anybody. I mean, he lost. A, he lost a close one to Dominic Cruz. It could have won either way. Yeah. And now close. he's been he's been winning. I think you know behind the scenes. And now all of a sudden he's back against Cody Garbrandt, who like has this. He has so much hype behind him. Well, he got that history too. And we too. kind of forgetting about Dillashaw, who was yeah. the champion not too long ago. So it's I don't know. It's, uh, what do you take? You're under the hot lights, Chris Weidman. Man. You can't be on the fence well, on you UFC know, it, Unfiltered. It's, it, it's kind of hurt. It's kind of, it's a tough one because I feel like Dillashaw's a little smaller. I feel like size obviously doesn't matter in the fight when <laughs> two guys are really very similarly uh, matched up. But Dillashaw brings more to the table. I think he's more well-rounded. Um, I feel like Gar- Garbrandt's more just, you know, powerful hands and good on his feet. And Dillashaw has a little bit more than that. You're but working like this out in your head. I'm thinking. <laughs> you're looking. You're, you know don't... what? I'm going with the, I'm going, I love both guys. They're yeah. awesome. That's why it's always tough. But I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Dillashaw. Are upset, you going with I Dillashaw? I'm going to go with Dillashaw. You know what's very interesting about this fight is that they must have sparred with each other, I, I don't know how many times, but tons, tons a lot of times. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I saw the clip of uh, Justin, the coach. Uh, Justin Buckles. Of course, Justin Buckles. Yeah, from Alpha uh, Alpha Flight. That's a fucking comic book from Alpha for Team is. Alpha Man. It is. It was like they were like was they were like Alpha, Alpha Flight was like the, the Canadian, Canadian oh X Men. I can't <laughs> believe you know what GST's coming. Why do you think she's my co-host? She knows all this stuff. <laughs> this is why he calls me. You know, but um, I, they're both very extremely confident. And they both sparred with each other a lot. So you have to be thinking if they worked with each other so many times, one of them has to be like, all right, I know what goes down in sparring. I know. Unless they feel something's drastically changed or unless it was that competitive, the sparring. Because TJ's um, Well, Garbrandt came out and said that. He, I mean, Garbrandt was saying that he knocked out Dillashaw. I saw that tape. So, right? yeah. Justin showed me. Oh, is that what you But listen, anything can happen and get caught yeah. in sparring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And TJ, in, T, in TJ's defense, he's saying, all right, man, that's great. You caught me in sparring. But not for nothing. How many times is no tape of me doing what I'm doing to you in sparring? So that doesn't really mean much. And TJ does not look... Um, it's not that he's a little concerned, but he's very, very confident. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you take more risks in sparring, and, which leave you more yes, open too. It's true. It's and he true. has a lot to prove in this fight. Like yeah. uh, his back is against the wall. Everyone like hates him from Alpha Male. They're yeah. talking crap. He right. left with Ludwig. There's so much. There's so much so drama. Much, there's a lot of drama. Yeah. A lot of drama in this fight. Proof. I like the drama. It's, it's I don't mind cool. it. You, you yeah. know what I will say though is that I think Cody is a better boxer in the pocket. Definitely. But I think TJ moves better and kicks a lot more. And I don't really remember seeing Cody do much. 
kicking. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just could be my, my bad memory. But I think Cody might have more power in his hands. And I think his close quarter boxing is better. He throws a lot of combinations where Dillashaw will be like up, down, step to the side, low kick. When I was at Dwayne's and we were working on, on uh, kickboxing combinations, I was in awe of his use of movement and like just up, down, and then get out of the way and then throw f- as you're moving out of the way. And I was just like, wow, that, that just like you said, Chris, I think it did change the sport. It made us... We went, we went, uh, okay, we need to, we need jujitsu, we need wrestling. Now the striking has to get better. And now we're at this phase where the striking and the wrestling and it's all coming together. Yeah. We're at Good. that phase in, in MMA. Look how, look how Cody dealt with the movement of Dominic Cruz. I mean, look how he dealt with that. How did he do it? No, no, did he deal with it? That dude was breakdancing mm-hmm. in there yeah. and making it look cool. It wasn't exactly Rashad Evans on freaking that tough season number two oh, no, oh, no. when that he was doing everyone some, crazy. when he was doing some stuff at the I mean I wouldn't do that at the club that's yeah. like me at the club Rashad Evans would just get hit and he's putting his head back and forth and I'm like what the fuck is that but Cody was doing some shit that would make oh, uh, he, he like people the... in awe man yeah, like he he, I don't know, he's yeah. doing the robot I don't know what yeah. it's called it was, cool. it was the wave fun. it's the wave Listen, you hey, got he two... got him emotional he got Dominic Cruz yeah, emotional for sure both those guys know how to move and they know how to blend it uh, I'm gonna give it to Cody because I feel like just it, they, I, in a fight where they both might be landing, he he does have that power. Definitely man. Does, he puts yeah. people to That's sleep. That's the X factor. I think TJ but... he 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 pours it on over time, you know, and he does blend it well with the takedowns. I, I, I'm gonna. It's very. And it's a five it's, round it's a, fight. It's a obviously. close fight. But uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it to the champ. On Knockout this one. or a close fight, and he just hit him with some good. Oh, now you put now that now I'm yeah, feeling man. the highlights. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, I, I feel within five rounds, I'm going to say, uh, that, that Cody might be able to catch him. Yeah. I think, I think that with the power, with those little gloves, Definitely shoot, yeah. man, you know, uh, I mean, that's, uh, now, now listen, now we'll get into the big fight. Wait, did you oh. pick, did you pick, who would you pick with that? I can't, I don't know. Phoenix? No? This is so, why we love this You don't know? So are you going to be on the fence with it? You know, you know how I know 30 <laughs> seconds into round one when I see their attitude, their demeanor, the and how they're figuring myself. each other out. Go ahead. So are you going to, so you're going to make a... 30 seconds into we gotta the We got to wait round. till round one to hear this Yeah. So you're not going to oh, tell man. us right now? No. You know, all right, good. Thank you, Phoenix. I'm glad you're here, Phoenix. Thank you. Very good. Very good. Thank you. We thought about it, but we Way to uh, way to Why stay. Did way you to give stay on, him these controls. Way to stay on the, the way. way to stay on the fence, Phoenix. I got, I got tired of applause. <laughs> I got tired of getting yelled at. Oh, listen, yeah, okay. oh, oh, listen. Well, and what's this? See, this this is the one. Yeah, what that does one. this say right here? Wideman. I'm Wideman. What? Wideman applause. That's the what? Yeah. That's a nice applause. Why does Wideman get the what? What? That's because that's a why? Because you want to hear the long applause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he called that the slow I'm it could so have been called the slow clap perfect but that's the effing Ray Longo I love it I love it <laughs> I clean up my language when there's only a couple minutes left but listen really quick the GSP versus Michael Bisping fight I I know people are saying and you're one of, I don't know if you were one of them because I know you want to get back at that belt but I love this fight I love the lead up to this fight you got guys that are two characters that are polar opposites from the shit talking Michael Bisping Who's fucking phenomenal with the stuff he's saying? I told you about that picture I saw of those guys on the Instagram, and you just see a cat. You just see uh, Michael Bisping chime in on the Instagram underneath when like like uh, just nerds and it's all of them like that. They got oh, like, on like, like, they're, like, they're on their fresh like guards, like giving a thumbs up and shit. He's just like nerds. Michael Bisping great. kills me, man. Yeah. I think he is freaking hysterical, he, and uh, 
I, I just, I love his, see, that's where it's some natural shit talking. Cause you know, he does, that's just him. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, he's not, he's not doing anything oh, new. Dude, I think it's hysterical. Um, what do you, I want to hear. This is, listen, you're the former champ. I want to hear. You too, man. I really want to hear you. you not as much first? as you though. I didn't defend uh, my shit. I got to start you're, you're, you're more important. <laughs> Tell me, what do you think about this fight? Who's taking this Chris Weidman? It's a hard one for me to pick. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks. Number one, GSP's right. been out for like four years, so we don't know what GSP's coming back. He's coming back in a weight class above the weight class that he was, you know, fighting in forever. Yeah, going against a bigger guy, he really did win a lot of his fights based on strength and wrestling. Ooh. And now he's going against a bigger guy. Is he going to be able to do that? I, I mean, honestly, if I had to pick and put all my money, I'd probably say Bisbing. Uh, but that's your pick. But I also I I'm a Fox analyst for this for this fight. Oh, so way. you have Friday to be. No, no. So I watched I watched like a fight or fence. two. I watched a fight or two of Bisbing recently, and I saw his fight with Tim Kennedy. And Tim Kennedy, Ooh. I think, is a bigger, stronger wrestler than GSP. But Damn. he was able to get to that front leg pretty easy and walk him to the cage and get takedowns. GSP can do that. So I could see I could kind of see both ways a little bit. But I'm gonna I would have to put my money on uh, Bisbing. Oh, all right. He's picking Michael Bisbing. What do George you think? Only here on UFC Unfiltered. George by leg lock. <laughs> because Are you he's because the, because the heel hooks. He's been working with the uh, Tonin. I and, saw. Uh, I just saw. I love judo, and I just saw him do this judo throw. And I know that he's like back to his old karate days. And like I came from karate. I have a deep belief in karate if it's utilized correctly. You like Wonder Boy? I, I do. How can I not? Oh, right? wait, wait, oh shit! And, I really yeah, we, want, we, start, gotta, we, gotta, we have gotta, to talk gotta, about that. Really and quick and so. I do think Bisping is bigger, but I just think George is like a mad scientist with his team that he'll figure something out because he's always been able to win by figuring something out. Even with those last few fights with Condit and, and Hendricks, which some people say he lost, he's still kind of like, okay, I've got a minute left. I'm going to have to score something right now. I think he knows how to use the scorecards. I think he knows how to figure people out. And I think he's a true martial artist. And I think within mm. four years, he's been doing his math and science. But... Michael Bisping is bigger, and he moves well. When I looked at him against Rockhold, I was like, wow, man, he really steps to the side well. He's got a nice short left hook. Like, All right, I, devil's I advocate. Who are you picking? I said George by leg lock. George, <laughs> Sorry, so, no. Something on the ground by George. George by leg lock. Yeah. George by we also gonna George remember this. by and, and, leg Wait, what if I'm right? All right. If, if I don't know, listen. If I'm, I'm right. Jeff, I'm sorry you have to deal with this. If I'm listen, right. That might be, listen. Uh, by leg lock, it might happen. I don't know. I don't know about the leg lock thing. If it does happen, I'm 100% something an ass. Something on the ground by Because George. you called it. Something, something by, on the ground by All George. right. That's like somebody saying something standing up by somebody. Phoenix, you got to get off this damn fence right now. How's I'm trying. he winning? I'm going to say he's going to some type of submission. Okay. And I, I, I have to go back to the Bisbing thing. I'm, uh, I'm <gasps> It's hard to tell because Bisbing also did pretty much. I thought he kind of lost his last fight against Dan Henderson. That was Dan Henderson's Ooh. last fight. He's 46 years old or yeah. whatever he was. And he did, I thought, I mean, he won, but it was that close. I mean, can GSP beat a Dan Henderson at let 46 me, years old? Let me throw this right. in there. Like you said, Tim Kennedy, and that just came to me the other day. Yeah. Besides that, Rashad Evans, it was at 205, but then they both got went down, so it's not like Rashad Evans is a huge 205-er. Uh, and also, who am I forgetting? Chael Sonnen. All three guys beat Michael Bisping by outgrabbling him. Mm -hmm. Yes. George, okay, so now Phoenix is somewhat coming to... No, but What's not that? the submission, not leg locks. 
Well, no, no, listen. No, that's not the point. The point is nobody was able to do anything to him down there. Down there. He got back up yeah, yeah. just to get taken down again, to get back up. Oh, this To get taken down again. Yeah, his jiu-jitsu so is not terrible. Well, no, it's no, just... but he got out-hustled is what I'm saying. So yeah. now you're dealing with George, and George... He worked with a lot of guys that are heavier going from feet to floor sparring. He's had uh, many rounds in Albuquerque, which a bunch of guys were out there that were middleweights or higher. And I remember those guys saying in interviews, George would do very well in that weight class. You know what I mean? So, hey, listen, I'm saying based on that and based on George not being stupid enough to just sit there and go punch to punch. He knows how that works out sometimes. I'm only kidding. It's not about, wait, this wait. doesn't come back to me, Chris Weidman. We, we've, anyway. we've seen smaller guys outwrestle bigger guys. Frankie Edgar does it all the time. Yeah, yeah. And, but there's but guys, certain types. Yeah, Frankie Edgar. And for five rounds, the cardio that you need to do that? I yeah. Don't know. But, but George has done that five rounds. With, and you could say, yeah, but. Does he have the most time in the octagon? That, that, isn't That's that Frankie Edgar you're talking about. No, no, wasn't that his stat have, that he had the most because he had all his championship rounds? Who, George? No, I th- yeah, I think it's Frankie, and then I think it's Bisping, actually. It's number two, right? if I'm yeah. not mistaken. So he does five rounds, too, but George could win. George wins rounds like that. He plays safe. He's dealing with a bigger guy, sometimes bigger guys. And you know this from grappling. You get them down. They're easier to control. Yeah. Then really? sometimes these squirmy little fuckers oh, with definitely. the short legs. Oh my god! You got I hate the, going to small guys. Listen, you had uh, he, he fought, he fought Thiago Alves before you saw it. Is all I'm saying. And you thought, <laughs> and that dude wasn't getting tired. That Brazilian, and he kept getting up. And he was a powerhouse. He fought guys like John Fitch. He fought. Um, that was so long ago. Alves, guys like, though, it was again, UFC 100. That well, listen, was a long time ago. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm picking George St. Pierre by. Uh, by fighting the way George St. Pierre fights and by just closing the distance, getting him down up against the cage. He could take him down in the center. He can add in, add in some strikes. Bisping is an aggressive fighter. He comes forward and it, that might make him think, you know, he, you come forward, you start losing a round guy by getting outpointed. All right, now it's round two and the guy's doing it. It starts getting stressful. Yeah. It starts making you not want to pull the trigger because you're getting taken down. So I'm definitely going to be on the edge of my seat with this one. But I am going to go on record saying I think GSP will outpoint him for five rounds. I'm going GSP leg lock down her desk squat for life. <laughs> <laughs> you flipping? It's all right, guys. Wait. Listen. Oh, go yeah, ahead. Hey, let me say, for the, the record. Oh, you're, you're a prediction, Chris, the producer? Well, we did it the other day. I, oh, okay. I, am, I am going with GSP. Okay. Uh, Frankie Edgar, six hours, 27 minutes. What? First overall. Michael Bisping's five hours forty eight minutes, and George is right behind them five Fucking, hours twenty. That's like a full it's high school. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a flight to Vegas. Vegas is what that is. Yeah. You can watch all his fights on the way to Vegas. And, uh, I don't know. All right, listen. I had a blast with you guys in here. Oh no, Wonder Boy. Did you want to do that? Oh shit! Really I'm, quick because okay. that, that's family yeah. to you. Oh, yeah. Wonder Boy versus Masvidal is yeah. an amazing fight, man. That's an amazing fight. I was talking to Ray about that last night. You, I mean, that guy's like your brother-in-law, isn't he? Pretty much, kind of. So, kind of. So people really, that don't kinda. know, uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, his brother is married to Chris Weidman's sister, so they go. are family. He broke it down. You don't want to fuck around at that fucking family reunion. Yeah. Ninjas. Right? Yes. High kicks and I double take legs. The ground. Yeah. <laughs> but take the ground, he'll take the what, So you're, you're definitely, we're, we're both kind of biased with this. Yeah. Uh, you more so than me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So but you are one. The boy is your boy. I love one. The yeah, boy. Yeah. I do. He's such a good dude. His father is kind of scary. He is, Mister T. Yeah, he's a little different. Guy's funny, right? <laughs> You're gonna get me shot. Well, that guy. Listen, he. I, I have a. I have a, I have a little thing with Mister T because we were in here and we could do. We have to do the homework on That's this. Right? He came in. He here, says, right? "Oh, he's a great guy. We love him." Yeah. But he was in here and we're talking about the fight between kids old school, Kimo Leopoldo versus Hoist Gracie in UFC number three, where. 
he there, there was a rumor, and I'm saying it's a rumor, and I'm saying it did not happen, where they were allowed to pull hair back then, and he was pulling them, but he was holding them in his guard by Kimo Kimo's ponytail. And the thing looked like it got ripped off, but it was really his, his mouthpiece on the floor. It was the thing did not get ripped off. So I'm saying this, I don't remember this, and I'm like, I don't remember if it really. I think it didn't. I, I'm going to go on record, and then also to hear behind me, and he wasn't on mic, Mister T going, "Well, then you'd be wrong with his <laughs> southern draw." I'm like, "Holy shit, Mister Thompson!" They call Mister T, so he got on mic saying that he, it definitely. But he also talks about chemtrails. I don't know about Mister T. He's a little nutty. <laughs> I love him, but I'm going on record saying that Kimo Lupoldo's. Uh, ponytail did not come out. Well, somebody boy, somebody proved me one. wrong. Come on. It's not like I think of Bigfoot. I'm sure they could find a, a picture of it. All right, guys. Before I lose everybody, listen to me. Thank you so much for coming in. Where are you going? You can't get pizza. You're fine. No, you're not. No, I'm getting pizza. Up. Definitely getting pizza. Are we pizza. getting something? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, are you in, leaving? I'm in their hands right now. What? Everybody's <laughs> leaving me? Oh, fuck. Phoenix? You pizza? I'll get some pizza. Yeah, right. oh, I'm so, so hungry right now, too. Um, Jeff, thank you so much for coming in. Oh, I was going to ask what you got to plug, but you don't really have to plug anything, do you? Nothing to plug. Nope. <laughs> well, thank you, man. And really, for a guy that was in there, I wish you guys were around when I was fighting. You know what I mean? So uh, thanks for all you're doing. Um, Phoenix, what do you got to plug, kid? Oh, in Fighting Shape Podcast. Um you know, everything martial arts yes. on YouTube. Anything else? Hit me up on social media. I always see your commercial. Is what there like you? a certain time that we should be watching that? <laughs> Wait, don't bring up the uh, constipation <laughs> commercial uh, she was in. Listen, if I you told saw you, she was on a constipation, I've, that I've seen it, literally. Oh. Just, wait a I, second. I, I got happy to see her. it too on TV. Yeah. Yeah. I told my wife. I go, oh, that's my... I've that's got the, some, the I'm not, I'll be on some more TV shows oh, and commercials coming up that's soon. Awesome. Can't talk about some, some, no, that's some a stomach big one. trouble. That's like on all it the was, time. It was. It was. Did you realize nice it was going to be? It had to be. Yeah, it got me out of debt. So. And you got a boyfriend Good. too. Whatever. When you they were, boy, I do. You got a boyfriend too, so it's not like you could be like some. You could be dating a guy, and also they'll turn on the TV and I be like, like "Oh, that's my new girl." Oh, she has some stomach trouble. I see. <laughs> I have to. Uh, all right, I'll no, call her back. No, I symbolize the shit in that commercial. You what now? I symbolize the shit. Oh, you do. You. Yeah. Are the, you definitely you, you, well, I, listen I if you saw what they paid me for that yeah like, i'm shit fine i sure <laughs> will i definitely be uh i'm up for being in that commercial the next one chris wyman what do you have to plug besides law mma uh, and garden city that's it is I it lawmma.com Yes, it is. LawMMA.com <laughs> because you're shaking your head. Would yes, you check for right. me? Yeah, we've looked for you. Why are you making me feel like... Uh, ChrisWeibman.com, LawMMA.com, ChrisWeibman UFC on all social media platforms. Thank you very much. Dude, uh, I miss you, pal. Me. I feel like I don't... How's your hand doing? Well, my hand kind of sucks. People yeah. want to know when you're coming back. So on my last fight uh, against Gaslam, I, I dislocated fight. my thumb and I uh, tore a ligament and so they had to take a tendon on my wrist and use that to put my ligament back together. Look at that score. And uh, it's healing up. So wow. it's, uh, I can't do much. I'm doing do like, they, a lot Do of they tell you stuff. to play with a Play-Doh and rice The and funny stuff? thing is my doctor told me, who was like supposedly like the best hand surgeon in the world, told yeah. me uh, no physical therapy. Don't do physical therapy. Just do stuff on your, just do like strength conditioning yeah. on your own. But I'm going to start doing physical therapy. I'm not listening anymore. Right. Well, Depends on where you go, really. Yeah. All right. At least it's your left hand. All, All right, everybody. Right. Listen to me. Thank you, everybody. SarahBJJ.com. Watch the fights this weekend. I'm excited. We didn't even talk, we didn't even get to our predictions with Steven. But you want you're rooting for Steven. Wonder rooting? Boy is gonna win that. He's fight. rooting for Wonder Boy. I think it's gonna be a phenomenal fight. The card is gonna be phenomenal. Hang on, are you not picking? You you gotta what? Pick. You gotta pick on that. Well, one. Well, I gotta pick. Listen, I'm biased. Though. Uh, I am biased. I wouldn't pick against do him. Do you really think um, he's gonna lose? No. Do I think Steven uh, Wonder Boy Thompson yeah. is gonna lose? No. 
But I do think that Masvidal is some, a serious fucking dude. And I'm a, I'm a huge fan of watching that guy no, fight. I'm a big fan of that and guy. The, yeah. the interesting yeah. thing, what I, what I'll give a big props to uh, Masvidal because he fights the specialists. Nobody wanted to fight Damian Maya when he fought him. And he went five rounds with him, which a lot of guys don't do. Mm-hmm. And now he's fighting another specialist with the karate. With, with, and, and he fears nothing. I mean, so yeah. big fan of Jorge Masvidal. That fight, I might just be on the fence with. I, hear you. I, I might hear you. just be on the fucking. I, 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 I gotta work this right, thing better. Let's do the Longo clap on that one. Yeah, thank you guys. I'm on the fence with it. All right. Don't touch my sound effects. All right, Chris. Thank you for coming in. Jeff, everybody. Chris, the producer. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 